Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to a special edition of the Commute Podcast featuring Augusta Chronicle sports editor and columnist John Boyette discussing the PGA Championship and Tiger Woods' chances of following up on last month's Masters win with another major championship. I'm Adam Van Bremer, the editorial page editor of the Savannah Morning News and SavannahNow.com. We publish this podcast three days a week. And for those interested in topics related to sports, politics, and culture, it's a good listen. It's often Savannah-specific, but we discuss many issues of statewide impact as well. We encourage you to search for The Commute with that Savannah Opinion on your podcast app and click the subscribe button. It's easy and it's free. The PGA Championship tees off Thursday at Bethpage Black. The PGA is the year's second major and Masters champion Tiger Woods' next opportunity to continue his resurgence. Woods ended a decade-long major championship drought last month at Augusta and hasn't played a competitive round since. John Boyette of the Acosta Chronicle joins me now to help preview an intriguing weekend of golf. Joined now on the commute by Augusta Chronicle sports editor John Boyette. John, we're about a month removed from the Masters, which of course ended with Tiger Woods basically reclaiming his what many thinks is his rightful spot atop the golf world. And as we get ready to go into the PGA Championship, and you look back a little bit on the Masters, is there anything that that kind of sticks out in your mind from from what happened a month ago? Oh wow! I mean, it's uh, it was such a an exciting couple of weeks here in Augusta with the the women's amateur first, and then the Tiger Woods winning the Masters, which was yeah. uh, you know put put golf back on the front pages all around the world. And um, you know, I always thought that he was going to have a moment like that, and. Uh, you know, I was glad I was there to see it. I mean, it was right. just nothing, nothing like uh, hearing those people, you know, the fans around the 18th green and all over by the clubhouse chanting his name, Tiger, 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 after he had, uh, after he won on that Sunday afternoon. So even when Tiger was in his prime at Augusta, people always said, well, the fans are really excited for him, but he doesn't have that Nicholas roar. I wasn't there a month ago, but just watching it on television, I kind of get the feeling that a little bit of the time away and the excitement over his comeback, maybe he was getting some Nicholas-like roars. Is that fair? Oh, yeah, I think it's very fair. Um, you know, he he was clearly the, the people that the fans were, were most interested in winning. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you know, being a, a Nicholas aficionado, and right, right. <laughs> I was there in 1986 when he won. So mm-hmm. I, I drew a lot of uh, parallels to, uh, to that. And, uh, you know, just you know, in terms of, you know, nobody really you know thinking you know back then jack was really an afterthought didn't really right. nobody thought he was going to win at age 46 and of course all that dynamic has changed now with you know golfers are much better shape and mm-hmm. playing well into their 40s and contending in majors and all that so um but yeah there was just a lot of things and it was it was, it was good to see tiger come from behind and win a major you know which is something he'd never done before in his career and, uh, you know, he sort of, you know, I think he intimidated some of those guys coming down the stretch. I mean, you know, how many guys hit the ball in the water at number 12, you know, right. four in the in the last two or three groups. So, you know, so he, he definitely has a, had that uh, Nicholas-like effect on him. Yeah, let's stay right there because a lot of people said one of the biggest differences between Tiger Woods now and Tiger Woods before the injuries and before the 
the fiasco with with his with his ex wife and everything was is the, the guys that are of his generation that are of his age group. He had he was in their heads. He completely intimidated them. There was but that this, these younger these younger guys they didn't have that history. They didn't have that intimidation. Well, I got to tell you, watching it come down the stretch on Sunday, it certainly looked like when his name went back up on the leaderboard that they were just as intimidated. Do you think that 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 was just the mystique, or do you think that that may be something that is that is here to stay? Uh, I think maybe a combination. Um, I'm really anxious to see how he does this week at the PGA up at uh, Bethpage. Uh, you know, he's he's taking the whole month off since playing uh, at the, winning the Masters, and you know that's something he's done a handful of times in his career. So, you know, it's it's not you know unusual for him to take a three or four week break, but it is unusual for him to not play between majors. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but I think if uh, you know if he gets in contention this weekend, and uh, you know who who knows what's going to happen going forward. I mean, he. He might just run the table, or he might, you know, reel off a bunch more majors. You know, I think I think anything's possible. Did it say anything to you that it, we've seen him be in contention in in recent years, and unlike the old days, he couldn't close. A lot of the competition fell back on the back nine or the second nine in Augusta a month ago, but he refused to fall back. He he didn't exactly run away with it, but you know, you look at what he did at sixteen. He just never took that step back that he had been taking a step back. How how important is that in your mind for him going forward yeah i mean i think he's he's a he's a different animal now i mean he you know back in the other day older days you know he relied on his athleticism and his raw power and you know he was just better than everybody and now mm-hmm. with all of his back issues and you know knee surgeries and the what the spinal fusion surgery that he had two years ago you know he he doesn't overwhelm the golf course like he once did right so i think this this time this version of tiger you know whatever version 2.0 or 3.0 whatever you want to call it <laughs> he he uh he's more patient um you know he let them come back to him you know even standing on the 12th tee i think he was at least two behind molinari right you know and after 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 uh he, he hit it in the water you know tiger you know he, he just took the patient play hit it right over the, the the bunker and put it in the middle of the green and you know a lot's been made out of the fact that you know, Tony Finau also hit it in the water, the, the two other guys in his threesome. Right. And while they're going to the drop area, Tiger walks over the Hogan Bridge and goes right onto the green. So there's a great shot of, you know, those guys out there at the drop area. And here's Tiger <laughs> up on the, on the green, you know, leaning on his putter, kind of looking back at him like, you know, like, hey, look who's here. Yeah. Or come on, guys. What's taking you so long? One of the two. Right? Yeah, exactly. Let's talk a little bit about Beth Page. It's been played as a U.S. Open course twice, and we know the USGA and the PGA take a little bit different approach to to setting up the golf course. Do you expect it to be the test that it was in '02 and '09 with the USGA, or is, is the PGA going to be is it going to be easier? Is it going to be harder? What, what's your take? Uh, I guess I'll you know wait and see how the weather impacts this week. I know they've had a lot of rain already, and I think it's supposed to keep raining into into tomorrow at least. Mm-hmm. But and that'll make the rough play play uh, play more difficult to get out of. I mean, it's you know it's uh, 7,500 yards, and you know that's kind of common for uh, for folks nowadays to, right. to play that type of course for a major. Um, but yeah, usually the you know the PGA is a little bit more receptive to scoring, and they you know their their totals you know tend to be double digit under par, and you know that's not always the case at a at a U.S. Open, so. Yeah, I think I think somewhere in the you know like you know eight seven eight nine under par will probably win this thing. Yeah, I was doing some research today, and I guess it had slipped my mind that the Barclays or 
Northern Trust, whatever they're calling it nowadays, was played at Beth Page as well. And I was trying right. to remember how the contrast was between the tour setting up the course and the USGA setting up the course. And I couldn't remember. I don't know if if, if you have any kind of ideas on that. Yeah, I just remember that uh, Patrick Reed, I believe, uh, won the, the last time they were at, at Beth Page for a tournament. So. Mm-hmm. You know he's a you know he's a guy that's got plenty of length and mm-hmm. you know usually drives the ball pretty well and I think that's what you know whoever wins this week is going to have to do is you know be a combination of length and accuracy and you know I don't think you can just hit it all over the parking lot a la Phil Mickelson and right and get away with it at Beth Page so yeah. I think as somebody that's got a you know a, a controlled some controlled power will be the guy to look for. Are you taking Tiger or do you have somebody else in mind? Uh, you know, initially I was a little skeptical of Tiger because, you know, I didn't like the fact that he hadn't played any competition since the Masters. But uh, the more I'm reading the all the, the press clippings and the national press and the, the guys, the bloggers and all that stuff there, everybody thinks that he's dialed in and that his iron game will, will carry him. So I've, I've kind of jumped on that bandwagon a little bit. Um mm-hmm. You know, the other than other than Tiger, the usual suspects. You know, Brooks Kepka. You know, sure. you can't discount him. Uh, Rory McIlroy. You know, when he's driving the ball, he's as good as they as they as they come. And you know, of course, guys like uh, Dustin Johnson. You know, so it's uh, you know, that's a lot of chalk up there. But <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, those are those are the guys that I would look at. So since we're speculating, let's let's take it even a step further. You mentioned that you were a Nicholas aficionado. I grew up. 10 minutes from where Jack Nicholas did. So I have a great appreciation for Jack Nicholas too. So the question now is with Tiger having won another major um, and now is within, I think three majors of Jack, does he catch him? What are your thoughts? Uh, I think, I think this year will tell us a lot if he gets it, uh, you know, if you look at Tiger's career to me, it seems like he wins the, the majors in bunches. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he won the first one in 97, then he took a couple of years. And then of course, 2000, he just started pouring in after that. Right. So, you know, I think if he can knock off uh, one, you know, either this week or at Pebble Beach at the U.S. Open next month, mm-hmm. you know, the, the British Open's at uh, Port a Rush, course. In, uh, Northern yeah. Ireland, which is will be new for a new major venue for everybody. I don't think yeah. it's been played since since 51. <laughs> so oh, OK. I don't think I don't think there's anybody in the field who has uh, played a major no. there. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but uh so, but my point is that if uh, I think if Tiger can go and get get another one this year, I think I think it's uh, yeah, I think he'll I think he'll pass Jack. Um, you know, and I'm I'm looking sort of you know he, Tiger you know has like a history of playing well at certain courses. You know, Pebble mm-hmm. Beach for the U.S. Open, St. Andrews mm-hmm. for the British Open, and mm-hmm. you know as I wrote in my column that you can find on Augusta.com, mm-hmm. the uh, the I'm looking at the St. Andrews for the British Open in 2021 is the maybe that's where he'll. Oh. He'll uh, surpass or either tie yeah. or surpass. Jack. That's either eighteen so that's, or nineteen, huh? Yeah, so that's my that's my prediction because he he always seems to you know to rise to the to the big occasion and does special things at special courses. Well, enjoy the golf. I know it's going to be odd to uh, to be watching a major in May, but that's probably a little bit better than watching a major in in August. So we'll look forward to it. But thanks for coming on, John. Yeah, you got it, Adam. That's it for this special edition of the Commute Podcast, a production of the Savannah Morning News and savannahnow.com. Thank you to our guest, John Boyette. Thank you for listening to the Commute. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, 
human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.